0: we meeting. we to the the speaking will in a Good morning,
1: Good morning, man. Thank you, uh, Council, as well. Um, a couple updates. Uh, there will be a resolution on Tuesday night uh, for a treatment works approval application for the county regarding the bridge where they're dewatering. Um, normally, uh, it's a little unusual we're passing this because normally, when you pass a resolution like this, it's going into our sewer system. This water is not going into our sewer system. They're dewatering and it's going right back into the river so that they can finish construction of a certain part of the bridge. But the state wanted it, so uh, Rumson just passed it last night and I told them we have a meeting next week. It doesn't affect us, it's just uh, they wanted approval of both boroughs uh, to do it. So so that'll be, uh, be on. Um, the bridge, uh, when I talked to Joe Ettore yesterday, the bridge is on schedule. So, I mean, we probably still have 24 months of this, <laughs> but it is on schedule. Uh, I know it's probably annoying some downtown, you know. You got the daddy stuff yeah. Right, but the pilings were were, were a big deal. Uh, still waiting on the backflow preventers downtown. The, the, the We have them, we're in possession of them. The contractor has been like, I'll be there next week, I'll be there next week, uh, that's going to install them. Um, uh, Dave's on vacation. I I know he called with an update last week. He, I told him to call you. Yeah, as he well. said uh,
2: he told me that the, uh, the barge, the barge that the guys used to put them in place, got hung up on a sand on a sandbar somewhere. Um, so they're trying to get it off the barge. You know, so I don't know when that's going to happen, but that's what I heard. So, and that was last week, so they would assume by now.
1: We thought it would be this week, but uh, we don't. R- Rob said we, we don't we don't see anybody yet. Um, hey, Joe,
3: just a question on that before you move on. When were they originally scheduled to do it? Weeks ago. Weeks. And is there a point in time that we would say we're waiting on it?
1: Well, in, in all fairness, we waited for the longest time for the backflow preventers to, to be here. Yeah. Um, one was missing, so they didn't want to come until they had them all and can do them all at once. So in all fairness, it's not been that long. I considering uh, what they're
2: charging us to
1: do it, I wouldn't. I'm I'm, I'm hopeful and I I truly believe it will be done by fall. Okay, thanks. And uh, speaking of sand, um, complaints are coming in about South Beach. I talked to Councilman Bieber, we went and walked the beach. Councilman Catalano is getting calls about it. We are heavily eroded down there. Uh, as you know, we were scheduled for a replenishment um, and we were kind of cut out of it because they want to make sure they can award a contract. Um, we've been told that if it comes in under budget, we will be back included in that sand replenishment project. Um, so I'm not quite sure when the DP Division of Coastal Engineering, is, uh, is receiving bids, uh, but we will be included in that. However, we do have an opportunity to do some sand scraping. Uh, I know it's, it's short notice, but Greg is putting the final touch on our uh, public access plan. Um, the state want, we, we did put them on a tax map, but that wasn't quite good enough for them, uh, all of our public accesses. Uh, they wanted it on an engineer plan for some reason. Uh, so as soon as Greg does that, we will submit it. In, in all fairness, he, he just got it a week or so ago. Um, we will, and then we may be be permitted to, to sand scrape. Which
2: oh, where are we going to scrape the sand?
1: For? Well, what you do oh. is at low tide, they, they just push it up. Uh, it of... Yeah, the 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 uh, yeah, the, way the, 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 the beach, beach clubs all used yeah. to do it. Uh, they used to pile it up. This will just. Uh, We have to. The reason we We don't. I
2: thought we were going this way. The reason
1: the reason the beach clubs don't do it anymore is that we're not allowed to pile it up like that to save it, so to speak. You have to uh, maintain the template that the Army Corps put there. So you do have to do a pre-survey and then a post-survey to make sure that you maintain that pitch or whatever you would call it, slope, grade. which is really just going to buy us some time, even if we get to do that. It's not the cure-all there, uh, because that's going to get washed away in the spring storms and everything, you know, all the other stuff. I'm hopeful we could do it by, uh, you know, winter. Um, but uh, I don't know what else to tell the residents. Uh, Sam and I, we spoke about a resolution that we could probably put together, requesting the Army Corps to uh, help us in, in, in some way. Um, couldn't hurt.
4: I
3: include up uh, by uh, the island bridge. It's basically slim up there also. Yeah, both east and south each both have the issue. Seems like here isn't as bad, but uh, my concern was when it does erode and it goes off into the dune, like right now, if we were get a storm and lose the dune, then we would be in.
1: Then it'd be up to the seawall.
3: You know, the next storm would be the seawall. Just trying to uh, make sure we got a long-term plan in place. So if we get dropped from the weather
2: replenish it again, but at least we can talk. Well their long term plan is to bring lather rinse repeat and they do the same thing over yeah, and over again I just know that doesn't really solve it doesn't resolve it. And this is it does.
1: So we can try to put together a resolution requesting uh, another look, emergency replenishment or, or something of those nature, but um, it happened rather quickly too, I think.
3: Joe, just a couple of comments, because you mentioned we did take a look at it. Um, I think if we can get uh, Army Corps of Engineers at least to come down and take a look, because obviously they're going to go with this as squeaking wheel. Getting them to do it is another ball game, but at least get them to look to understand the seriousness of the situation. I think Sam's point is well taken in that the dunes are now full, right? Which means all the dune grass and everything's going with it. Once that happens, it's right up to the seawall. So I think we've got to keep the pressure on the Army Corps Engineers, but you know they're going to go where they, but told to go. I think anything we can do to help expedite the scraping, please let the council know. Because once those dunes come down, it's very very hard to deal with. Thanks. And so I did reach out and, and talked to them and talk to him. He was going to talk to Frank
2: and um, they came aware and come down and look and try to get some kind of movement with the council. One, one of Frank's big campaign things is exactly. our beach, our beaches beach resiliency and flood and flood prevention, and both of them he's failed us on. Yeah.
4: So, so time to throw him under the bus. But I, I write to him again. We had an anyway. aerial photograph. Yeah. The army come.
1: But even as Irwin said, they did a. a, a they did a review of our beach. <coughs> when they wanted to include the state DEP, Division of Coastal Engineering, they did a, a, a survey of our beach, knew we needed it, but it's it's somewhat accelerated they, they may have done that two months ago or three months ago when they surveyed our beach, and it, during the course of the summer, it's, it's changed considerably.
3: And yeah, normally we get some back. This year we didn't get any back.
2: It's, what it's done down there is it's kind of extended the slope as opposed to where when they, when they leave it off it basically goes and it drops off about six feet or more within the first 10 feet of the high high water and it just drops right off but now it's like this long it's a longer gradual slope out to that drop but i think that's just because you know it's taking the top layers off
1: that's all i have man
0: Alright, thanks, man. Let's see, is uh, this uh, going up to the public safety update? Is it a few people in there?
5: Right yeah. on
6: budget really for anything else after next week so we will see so less of people on foot downtown on the bicycle but we we'll still have some people out if we can't keep them. Um, oh, any questions?
4: No? Just a question
6: uh, on the parking. Is today included in the, yeah.
5: the pay? and today, the last day of pay park. So I'm happy to report we did very well this year. We've got a busy summer season. So far we made $890,000 so I was hoping to get to $900,000. It's ahead of the estimate I gave 875,000. so we did very well this year. Today's the last day, so we'll back in the meters up, get them ready right for winterized, and we're done for the season. Great. What's nice, right? um, the life on those meters? Have they told us? Well we have a warranty, so anything that breaks in them, they replace. Besides like, you know, paper and batteries and that kind of stuff, which we're not need to start replacing the batteries. But um, it has a lot, of, you know, and the, the, the common parts that break on, is the printer, the bill feeders, theaters, parts like that, but it's all warranty.
1: And we've talked about it before that uh, a number of the towns are going just, just with the apps now. Right. And uh, they, they're eliminating
2: their kiosks. They're also changing, they're, they're also swapping to zones instead of actual numbered spots, which would save us a lot of time. Yeah, i have a lot. So.
1: so if we hopefully they'll last us for a few years till everybody gets up to speed on that in the other towns. And there's still a, a process by which you can call a number and give them a credit card if you don't have uh, if you don't have a, yeah. a smartphone.
3: John, you have talked to uh, us there's a period of time that either the warranty or the service is sort of at its end. And that's the point that you would recommend we consider going all app? I think think
5: all app is in the future. I think it's going to happen within the next few years. We might start limiting meters and keeping meters in certain hotspots and then getting the warranty down to half the price because we might be warrantying maybe four or five meters or three meters. So that will cost the cost down. And I think that's something we'll start doing and then eventually just get rid of meters. When do you see that transition starting? Mm I, with, I say the, the full transition out of it, probably within three years. Within, so you think we should stay the course for the next? Because so be, more, that maybe times. next year, keep the meters, and then the following year, maybe start limiting some meters and going to the app. Okay, thank you. If okay, I don't think it's a big concern, it's to of striking
2: that. Uh, well, I mean, it's not going to have to start to a lot. It's going to start the gravel a lot. Yeah, of to get the, with the bolsters,
5: get yeah. the numbers out, and stuff like that that's paying yeah, the ass to keep something. And, and, and fully get rid of the meters, you know, You'll need licensed like readers and that's about a $15,000, $20,000 setup and then you're not going to have a $12,000 a year warranty that you have to It adds up every year. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then paper and then the maintenance of it and all that kind of stuff. So this, this one for our, our it's just 24 hour, making sure you think they always running. Gotcha. Do you still have to keep the number of spaces uh, either that or they people just do put license plates in and then you need license plate readers like a car I drive around and read license plates that says okay this car has this license plate it's a fire and you issue tickets it. or they put the spots in so the right. easiest for us to do but so it's almost so. like the license plate readers are of it easiest. Some of the towns zones where you're in the yeah.
2: you, you know, they don't really stick to that I mean I know Asbury has zones but you can kind of move your car around as long as it's paid you, but
5: generally well, a lot of times, the bear towns, have different zones, different rates. So down by the beach, zone yeah. one, and that's at three bucks an hour. And then the center of town, is a dollar an hour. So yeah. our town is a pretty much small, zone. Wow. it's just one zone with on one rate. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, in
0: your span, we have a limited lifespan on the actual physical meters, and so we, we should do it. Hopefully, including, including some maintenance, and then if you decide, that I as edge
7: Um, we're up to 1,200 hours of, of training hours individual training hours for, for last month the high water vehicles are all in the shop right now um, I expect to have them back either today or tomorrow actually one of them back, the deal truck that we got uh, we, we did some preventive maintenance to that we got the canvas for the back for the uh, for the, the people area in the back put it the top on it The other one's waving on the steering pump. I have our fire truck repair guys down at South Street right now uh, doing service to the OEM truck. That's in progress as I speak to you. Uh, So we should have a full complement of high water vehicles by the beginning of next week. I'm pretty confident with that. With that, we were able to get certified by the state as the first town in the state to have a high water rescue team. I think that came after uh, when Hurricane Ida came through, and it was more of a New Jersey thing, that's when we got to pull uh, to Burke County. Uh, the state realized that there's a big gap in uh, resource type. So, the UC right as a pilot program, because we were already established, so we successfully completed that. Um, What's the official designation?
4: High Water Rescue. We are certified as a high yeah. so and, and I
7: worked with, with my cousin on the OAM side for that, so we're certified as two different teams since we have two different trucks. Obviously, that, we wouldn't be deployed if there was an issue at home. It would be more like that Ida situation where in and, Jersey and the inland flooding. Bad um, day like that. You're going to see a resolution for, for proposal on Tuesday night. Um, we're working on getting ourselves just. I don't want to say certified but uh, recognized by the state um, as a training facility so we could just train our people something we should have done years ago um, so when we do in-house training it, it's all on the up and up with the state in order to file for that application with the state we need to give you a resolution from the town and i gave it to uh chris the other day for, for everyone's review if there's any questions on that if you want to grab us we'll, we'll explain in more depth uh, again something we should have done years ago it's just it it certifies the department has the training facility in-house,
1: so, um, so it's just for our people. Just for our, people. <coughs> yes. yes.
7: Um, <coughs> and then we still we're still looking at that open house to open everything up to the public on uh, October 9th, from noon to we We're just going to put on demonstrations. I uh, talked to again my cousin. He's going to get some literature from the county for know zone OEM stuff, flood, flood
3: stuff, and I'm working with the. Uh, Achieve freedom so. hey, Chad, just a quick question that certified training mm-hmm. right? is that incur current cost? We should be no, no, it's not. Nope. Okay. It, it's just it's a, uh, it's a formality
7: thing, it's just the state. We probably have a case for the state that hey, Seabird Fire Department is a certified training area, so when we do all this internal training that we've been doing. Just that we're doing it at a certified location. Again, no cost involved. It's just it's a formality that we should have done. What's,
2: what's the added benefit for us?
7: I think it's just a liability, if, if you will, because there is there is things that the state will and look at. Like, hey, you have this. Hey, you have that. Um, again, something that we should have done. Okay. And it also helps
4: us. With it does,
7: and and it'll actually be a cost savings in, in the end because instead of having an outsourced training where we go to different third-party centers to training, we can now do it in house. Um, Charlie got his level two instructor, which is the highest instructor we can have in the state, so we're allowed to do a lot of things in house, which will be significant savings. The first thing that we're looking at doing do is all that swimboard training that we've been doing, which costs about fifteen hundred dollars per guy. Um, we're going to be able to do that in house. Good. Uh, I also have a, I prepared a, a four-page document, it's like the state of budget, I call it, for the fire farm budget. I'm just putting that on now, so where we are today, what I project for the next three months um, in regards to the fire farm budget. I'm going to get that over the Council of and his committee, that he can distribute that I of gonna... you, you. should have that there. Yeah, thank
0: right. you. you yeah. yeah. Thanks to you. Anyone else have <laughs> any questions? All uh, right, I do. go on to uh, the draft ordinance. I guess I'll read what you at The uh, short-term rental draft ordinance was available and the asked email. I have a questions on that. I read through it. it, like it was, I'm not sure if are still a fence regarding the, uh, the actual term of the, uh, you know, whether it's going to be a three-day versus a weekly rental. I still, have a still I don't know if it's best at all or my, I know if kind of campus kind of split on that. I personally I think when we did work in respect to day one was practical enough. But um, any questions or any
3: feedback from our, our tournaments? So, hey, Brian, can I just provide a couple of quick comments? Okay, so we've made very good progress on this. Remember the intent of this is to put a governing framework in place for short term rentals. We presently have nothing in the town. Uh, and most towns actually do have something on this. So Tom Hade and the administrative team did an excellent job of putting a draft together. That was the framework of that, the content of that was shared in a document that looks like this that was provided to everybody on the council, I think, a couple of weeks ago. Uh, it was built around that framework, so I think it's consistent with what everybody's been discussing. Richard and the team did a very good review on that, provided comments back. Uh, Richard just commented to me that the amount of work to get it to finally does not see is that significant at this point in time. There's a couple things we do have to iron out. Uh, I'd like to propose a way forward, which would be that at the workshop on the 13th, we're in a position that we effectively have a final draft, and at that workshop, we can have the discussion with the council members on their perspectives with regard to the three or seven-day period. And I would just ask you to come prepared with a view on that. We can lock that down I think at that meeting. And then the goal is, and hopefully that's the only, only issue at that point in time. And then the goal is to get this approved at the 10-18 council meeting. Chris, if we can if that well, works. Well, it could be
4: adopt, uh, introduced then. It won't be adopted until November. Okay, so it takes
3: a, a, another cycle to get it? Okay. So as soon as we can get it to the point that we can get it, Introduced and adopted would be helpful because if you're a member from prior discussions, there is a requirement by the state that you give them 90-day notification if we're going to implement a municipal tax and our intention is in fact to do that in conjunction with registration and other elements of this thing. So the goal is, you know, if you haven't reviewed this, please take a look at it. If you have any questions about it, we'll be happy to answer it. But it looks like we're on a course to approval and as Brian said, as best as I can tell, the last remaining question is whether or not we do it three or seven days. If if the council is up to it, we could have a quick discussion on that now. In perspective, build that into the final, and then go forward. So I'm just going to jump over. Yeah, there. I'm, I'm going to have to leave you yeah, I'm it. Yeah, I'm going to do three days, uh, oh my and I'll just sneak out. Okay, thanks, Sam. Brian, sir, who's saying
0: yeah. up? Yeah, just what you were saying. I would say. I have this right now, if people are muted enough, this may as well you know, keep the conversation going today since some of the end of
5: it. So, sure. Sam, you say you're on I'm okay. I would go leave for three. I'm fine with seven, actually. I I would go lean for three. With, uh, seven, I go, right? Okay.
2: Kevin, okay. okay. what do you think? Uh, I, I prefer the three day rental as um, opposed to seven. I think it gives a little bit more flexibility for the business and for the
3: homeowners. Mm-hmm. Uh, Thanks,
4: John. Um, I lean towards the seven. We have two hotels that will be here. Uh, rentals will have an impact on their business potentially, Well, Is there's one up north and there's one coming. Good, good John. So, I, I like the seven, if, if that's fair to them. They're okay. already here, they've been good patrons.
3: Jack, what do you think? Three. Okay. Hey, Jeff, are you on the line?
4: Wait a minute. Might be muted.
3: Okay. Um, you know, it's interesting. I, I, I see both sides of this. I think most towns tend to do seven, but I think we're a little bit unique in the in the nature of what we do in the town with regard to to weekend rentals. My vote at this point in time would be to go with the three, and I think that way, in the near term, we can support the weekend events and things like that. And if we find down the road that it's not satisfactory, we can always change the order. So I think in general yeah, go ahead, Brian. Yeah, I'm with the same mind. I was going to make the same recommendation that we went with great.
0: I mean, honestly, if we have ever have an issue down the road, the police come to us I and mean, say, hey, you know, complaints or anything, we we'd always change the board and stuff and that I don't see that happen. But I you know I spoke to a couple of neighbors who uh, I know very well, and who do a And they they that, and uh everything's more pretty well. Well, the terms in this ordinance sound pretty just down to whether your weekly or pretty much weekend rental. And they're both kind of complex why we wouldn't have a weekend option. And they run pretty shifts. They both live there sometimes when they rent them occasionally and they're both, you know, they best case example, honestly because they, they really forward uh, doing it. But they, you know one was like yeah can pretty much do uh, Thursday, was Sunday or less than most Eastern So it's just, you know, a little real world kind of conversation I had with some neighborhood left. So they see that that the
3: individual was a better option where to let the output. Okay, Mary, thank you. Richard, anything you want to add? No, no. Um,
8: I think either three or seven is, is fine legally. Um, so whatever you want to go with. Um, we reflected our comments in the memo. I think that's the thing we have to pin down most is the taxation element uh, because there's statutory guidance on that. And then once that happens, as you say, there's the 98 period. And also, there's, a, there's also a provision in there that when you send the ordinance to them, I guess they will do it, you also have to send a list of the um, a list of all your transient accommodations, which I, we'll have to figure out how to do that. Because until you have the registration process, I don't know how you do
3: that. But they want it at the same But we'll figure it out i think we could produce that if it's required i think your right registration would be the best method to actually do yeah. it but if it's required to get it submitted we'll be happy to do that but
1: rich does the tax affect the hotels
8: as well well the hotels are no, You. The, the municipal occupancy tax um i don't know that you can I don't think you can. I think it's on transient. I think that hotel tax is done through however it is, or taxed. Uh So it's not the same? It is not the same. Um, it, they already uh, hotels already have taxes, obviously. But, um, we don't have
1: the hotel tax implemented here in Seabright. Okay. So I didn't know if this one would change that. There is such a thing as a, or, the same thing as on the transient, there's a hotel tax.
3: Yeah, a lot uh, of towns
1: do that. I didn't know if it was one and the same. Yeah, the
3: statute specifically excludes hotels from this short term rental. This short term rental. It also includes other things like uh, convalescence home, recovery homes, you know, boarding houses. It actually excludes certain things the way it's documented. Hotels is one of the things it's excluded. Because that's covered under another statute? Yes. Yeah, it's too- so
8: yeah, the following are not considered transient accommodations. Hotels or hotel rooms, and then a bunch of others. dormitories, hospitals, campsite cabins, lean-tos, and a bunch of If you want to do the lean-tos, <laughs> <laughs> you can't do it.
4: you still have to pay a tax on a, in the guest house, you have to tax people unless they're in one three months, and then you are saying that
1: the, the hotels do pay that tax, but if the municipality adopts the ordinance, we get a cut of it. So I could give you a couple, look for a couple samples in neighboring towns and-
3: But that is a separate issue from the one we're talking absolutely about. Absolutely positive. So, so just, Richard, anything else? No, that's all. okay. Just one other thing is um, I would really appreciate if mayor and council um, review or ask any questions about this because, because of the 90 day requirement, we want to get the tax implemented as soon as we can. Um, If we get a November approval, it means the implementation doesn't happen until basically February. But what we do want to do is be very clear with the owners of these properties that comes January 1st, all the requirements of the short-term rental ordinance are going to be in effect. And what that means that's going to be new to them, that doesn't exist right now, is number one, you have to register on an annual basis and obtain a CO on an annual basis. That's different than what we've done in the past. Secondly, the uh, marketplace vendors, Airbnb, VRBO, are going to collect and apply that 3% tax that we recover back from the state. And third, and maybe most importantly, any owner that does not conform with this ordinance is subject to the penalty. And we are finalizing the penalty. Our basic approach is first time warning, no financial impact. Second time, financial impact. Third time, it gets serious. So once we have this ordinance in November approved, we're going to start a campaign to notify owners of these properties that this is taking effect January 1st. We cannot be in a position that we don't do that. They start renting next year and then they say, hey, if you would have told me, I would have known. So we've got to get this cleaned up and make sure we're done by the end of the year on that. And I'm very comfortable we can do that. The last thing I'll mention is I did talk to Airbnb for quite a long time and they actually post to the owner a summary of our ordinance so they will get it both. The marketplace vendor as well as from us directly. So we're on a good track here, Richard. If you need anything from us, let's make sure we don't slip up in this one Any concerns about this from any of the mayor or council? Okay, thanks, Mayor.
0: All right, all right guys. Uh, so uh, I think the uh, all with this, and uh, so we're on to the number four, is the noise ordinance. I know I'm speaking to Joe quite a bit about this. We have who's been complaining to me fairly often about um, being woke up in the morning for either public works vehicle or uh, a beach or even our
5: recycling of our to pick up. So, so the what is it, that, and Jenny can speak in a
0: minute, I know we've been trying to find some solutions to deal with the immediate issues of some of the early morning traffic. Losses. Um, which of course is not that easy to deal with. And then the other one is to, you know, just the fact that some of the stuff out of our control and it's not just isolated like that one street, happening in one town where, uh, so we're talking about possibly modifying the noise ordinance for those anomalies where, you know, if we have a cycling, or garbage, or even of our public works vehicles make uh, creating any noise prior to noise ordinance kicking in, that we exempt that. That activity so that it's uh, yeah. you know it can operate freely, but ultimately we want to try to fix any real issues that bother our uh, residents. So, Joe, you want to uh, speak that also? I can, Mayor.
1: Uh, it's two two uh problem. One, uh, Public Works and and certain other uh, start a little earlier than the seven a.m. Uh, time. Um, almost have to, especially on the beach and things like that. But there might be a way which we could uh, alleviate some of it by bringing the equipment, Dave and I have been talking about it, bringing the equipment to the location the night before or the end of the day, the prior day, so that it's not uh, beeping and everything in the, in the residential areas. It does strike us that the, the, the equipment would be outside unattended, uh, we got. We, we try to find a spot to put it. Um, Beach raid, for example. You know, it's. Uh, they. They. He starts. Uh, 5 a.m. I believe.
4: Uh, but a. M., yes.
1: 5 a.m. So, so we have to put it somewhere so it doesn't interfere with the residents. You know, that live in that neighborhood.
2: Is there any way we can have a, um, a switched temporary disabled, backup alarms? At, like, I, I don't that know you? that
1: that's all of it, though. But. I don't I mean, think, that's, that's, I I don't think we're. I don't think I don't, think, we're, problem, right. but I don't I know, think it's well. Yeah, do I that. don't think we can do that. I don't think that'd be be legal, but but there's a way we can help meet in the middle, I think, somehow. By by moving the equipment that's gonna be used the next morning early to a location that's uh, uh, safe and away from the residential area. So I'll work with Dave and Rob uh, to morning. see if there's a way we can do that.
2: The thing with the beach rake is, I mean, essentially, it's basically going to be in place wherever we put it all summer. Because, I mean, they're there at 5 a.m., Randy's gone at 3, um, so he's not coming back at 9 o'clock at night to move the beach rake back out to the spot again. So it's basically going to be outside against the, in the elements for the whole summer. Um, you know, so, I mean, that's a problem. It <laughs> is now. Yeah. It is really
1: now. I mean, so I'm more worried about vandalism, but because it is out in the weather, if we park it up on the, you know, near the beach all night, it'd be, but, but we'll try to work with the residents and, uh, and try to have some reasonable accommodation. But the sanitation trucks, we want them in and out of town before, you know, we we like to get them out of there. Uh, You know, public, public works in sanitation. I mean, they start early. And, uh, you know, I would recommend we adjust the ordinance to to make sure they're not in violation of it, but have it at a 6 a.m. start instead of a 7 a.m. start and, uh, you know, allow them to start picking up because, you know, to to have them come in late, they'll be in town all day long.
2: Um, Is Is there anything we can do with that DVW lot on River Street to kind of help alleviate the noise between them and the residents? Some no. kind of like tree barrier or something that can break and you know, that like, can deal with the noise over there.
1: You could build the building and it would
2: Well that's <laughs> now, now that we got that funding waste over there, we got a couple hundred thousand dollars to play and maybe we can get a building in
1: there.
2: Uh I, you know, I don't
1: I don't think a tree barrier is gonna stop the beeps or anything. Greg, any idea? Yeah, buffers do sure. not not know it's going We have
2: to put a solid structure on the fence. So then we wouldn't move that. A wall where some or something. Yeah, can build yeah. the wall, of
1: what? Can build the wall. We'll build the wall. I think there's some spare parts somewhere in Arizona.
2: Could you tow
4: the equipment up towards <laughs> Ocean Avenue and then let's start up there? Well, either way, you're still going to get the backup, whatever he's
2: grabbing and pulling them up there. Basically, the beach rake is going to be up here by the wall. Yeah. It's side.
4: not It's not different. Once he's on the beach, there's a lot of residents who can hear it going down the beach, basically. The noise is there. There's
2: no way around. We I mean, mm-hmm. live in a beach community only 300 yards wide. You're going to hear noise. Yeah, the complaint that I've Yeah,
0: that's the part of the to make here is trying to address them. that you know, we can address, but also needs to you should just be an to say, We're
1: cognizant of the complaints. We will try to work as best we can and change our system and see if that works.
4: Just on the noise, the complaints that I've gotten, and I've gotten a fair number, with these the motorcycles or vehicles that- have special, special mufflers, or they have no mufflers or whatever, and they, they do a lot of, you want to call it backfiring, or and they asked me, isn't, isn't that against the law? I thought you had to have them. So I mean, they, they're regular, they're here all the time. New
2: Jersey inspection stickers, inspection now goes, yep, pass the gas test, you're out. They don't even look at your tires anymore. Your wheels can be hanging off the long as rolls out. But they, they don't I didn't know, sir, as a chief, in
4: answering these people, is there still a regulation for There's still a lot of cost statutes, yep. And what is that something they have to... Work? No, if it's not I would write out a ticket, but uh, just throw, they they can't give you a license plate number or I anything mean, that. Just you just have to act and be there. Yeah, no one can
6: just call it a
0: license plate and tell me that they're exhausted. I can't write a ticket. Okay. Okay. We actually have to witness it itself and some time. Okay. So so Joe, you work with or writing the ordinance itself.
1: Yeah. Well, I'll uh, we that should be relatively easy. Just changing the uh, the time. In the ordinance for public works and sanitation vehicles, but the, the harder part's going to be trying to cut it in half or trying to reduce it to a certain extent for the residents. So uh, I'll work. I'll keep working on that with Dave and Rob, and uh, I'll report back to you. All right, thanks, Jeff. Thanks, guys. All
0: right, so we're on to number five: the business first registration. Really,
1: Well. The state, in their infinite wisdom, came up with another another requirement for municipalities, and uh, basically it requires uh, businesses and rental unit owners to register certificates of insurance with the borough. Um, the The law is broad. You have a memo from Roger or Rich or Roger, uh, and the only uh, the only good characteristic is we're putting in place the short-term rental, and this could. Uh, Parlay in it. We've met with uh, Jungle Laser, our our uh, code company that does our uh, building building department, and they have a program that they're putting in place that we can utilize, actually to make it easier on property owners as well, where they could go online and and register and do it that way, um, so they don't have to come in physically and all of that stuff. But but the burden is on us to. This started with uh, registering a certificate of insurance. Um, it just so happens we're doing the short-term rental ordinance, which makes it a, a little easier to, to, to swallow. But we are required, and the clerk's office is responsible for make sure, making sure that every uh, uh, business and rental unit has a certificate of insu- a valid certificate of insurance on an annual basis, which. It, it used to be the states.
4: Well, they just passed the legislation, and they said at the last minute as it was going in, they decided, oh, let's make the municipalities be responsible for it. So um, So this is
3: not something that was actually in place before. No. This is brand new. Right. So all the machine and mechanism to do it has got to be created. Right. The, the only
1: redeeming thing, as I said, is that we're putting together a program for short-term rentals. Okay. We'll just add businesses on it. And notify the businesses they got to log on or download a copy of their certificate of insurance.
4: Well, I was thinking initially that we might want to incorporate it with our annual mercantile licensing from every business, but the way this sample ordinance reads, sounds like they have to do it whenever their insurance expires. So that would be all year long. Well, that's going to be a
3: nightmare. Yeah. Hey Joe, um, just, a, just a question. Um, in the in the state documentation, it required $300,000 worth of liability insurance, if I read it correctly. In general, I mean, there's two things here. One is people having it, and two is us getting record of it. We're talking mostly about the second. Is it your sense in general that most businesses will have it? I, I don't... It's a tough question.
1: I mean, uh, I think a lot of businesses have it, but you have the... The LLCs that operate, you know, that always are, you know, they're, they're, they have a computer in their house. Is that a, how do, I don't know how to treat those as well. I don't know that they have certificates of insurance.
3: So not only are we going to have potentially the challenge of collecting the information, but the reaction of people that don't have insurance that have to go get it, which is going to further exacerbate the situation. That, that, so that, that's going to include like LLC? I don't know what it
1: is that, but it includes. I mean, Roger and Rich were looking into it. It's business. not
2: really sp- it doesn't, a, doesn't really spell it out. They,
8: there's no definition section in what they have. They don't define. Yeah, I would see, I would think
0: what, what,
2: what, what an actual business is That's ridiculous. Like if you're just working out of your home, why would you need three hundred thousand dollars of liability insurance? I mean, like, for instance, yeah. like if I was, if I, like, like when I was doing my karaoke, I'm technically a business. I don't actually. Own anything. <laughs> I,
0: oh, I it, uh, I'll assume it's going to be like a brick and mortar like business as opposed to, you know, as you said, Kevin, you know, you're doing like this part time gig, you're showing up a places, you know, that's not, you know, you carry liability insurance. Yeah, like a weather photographer, I mean, I mean, if you take you know, it. I think well, it's that a little brick and mortar business, I assume, and if there's that flexibility, if the state, you know, in the the state, you know, methodology they unleash something that would be great guidance, I would assume the worst case scenario that a more and an actual physical location.
8: Because I mean, what are you insuring? Yeah, once they codify it, it might be clearer. Because then it, it, you can see what section they put it in. And there might be a definition within that section of the statute. Uh, but right now, it's not, uh, it's not codified. Rich, when do you expect this to take place? I mean, is it required for 2023? Uh, it uh, takes place, uh, becomes effective the 90 days following the enactment. I believe it was August, early August. So uh, it's been enacted already? It, it has been signed by the governor on August 5th, I believe. Does that mean enacted? Um, usually, yeah, it's tied to, um, yes, it's tied to when it becomes effective, which is the governor's signature. 90 days following enactment for all new policies. Oh, wait a minute. It gets a little complicated. Versions of this section take effect the 90th day next following enactment of all new policies issued honor so it's tied to policy Uh, honor after the 90th day following enactment and shall take effect on 180th day following the enactment for all policies enforced on the date of the enactment. What could be clearer than that? Um, (laughs) Yeah, um, but it's just new policy 90
1: days for new 180 days as I heard Rich for existing policies.
8: Uh, No, on the date of the signature. 90th day, next following enactment for all new policies issued on or after that 90th day. And 180 days, next following enactment for policies in force on the day of the enactment of the statute. So, oh, so, so policies are in place? 180. 180. Okay. And, then, and then going forward,
3: 90. Okay, so if you, if you take a really broad view of this, In town, you probably have about 55 businesses, because the mercantile list that Michelle gave us to the cannabis meeting had, I think, 53 people on it, 53 businesses. You would guess the vast majority of them would have liability insurance, because most people do. But some are not, so that would be a challenge. On the short-term rentals or rental owners, I mean, this covers everybody whether it's short-term or not, and we know there are about 50 to 60 short-term rentals in town. You would think that most of them, because it's a Homeowner's policy would tend to have 250 to 300,000 worth of liability because that's what all of us typically have. So what I'm trying to do is understand the magnitude of the problem here. I don't necessarily... Let me just finish. I think what I'm trying to understand is, is the real challenge getting all these people to have the right insurance or getting the information to verify that we're complying with the state? I don't necessarily think that this homeowner's insurance is... They typically have a liability right around.
1: And and they all ask nowadays on renewal whether you're renting it or, or, or you know, whether yes. you're renting the. They do. They yeah, do. Or not.
3: Yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Sure. policies. Whether or not. ask Whether you have another family living with you. Do you use this for rental purposes? And you have to identify that? Yeah. So i I've got to notice that.
1: So I think it's both. I, I actually think it's both. It, 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 if, if we get a, a guy that, or a person that's compliant and they have two hundred thousand, what do we do?
3: So one, one positive, thing. right?
1: I mean, you right. got If they only have two hundred thousand dollars worth of life instead of Well, we can
2: handle it as a two-prong, 2 two-pronged process too. Since we're working on the uh, short-term rental thing now, we can include that in the short-term rental, and that takes off the rental side, the rental side of that. Um, Requirement
8: and then the business side, side. Then we have to just think about and figure out the best option for that. We'll notify them during the meeting. Yeah, it takes off that. the short-term rental, but it doesn't take off the people who are renting for a year.
3: Yeah, we have more long-term rentals than we have short-term rentals. I mean, you sure, are yeah. Who are renting. Yeah, yeah, you, you have do rentals. on, on annual way? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. So we, we included in our original draft of the short-term rental a requirement for liability insurance. We followed other towns. Other towns typically have it in a we're probably gonna revise that for the 300,000 that's required by the state. And then we're done from a short-term rental perspective. As Kevin just said, we've got to figure out what to do with the other ones. Yeah. Different bowl of wax. Different bowl of wax. I And then
0: you're still in the in a research mode on this, so do you want to continue? Yes, you know, so we have, you know, first of all, who's going to apply? To? You know, and then the question of is very flexibility in the our limit, you know, because so. again it's a built and versus you know a bar restaurant, um, so maybe you can research that for a little bit. So do you want to just kind of do some more research before our next uh, house meeting and then see uh, what we come up with. Sure, certainly
8: we can on the definition, um, and we'll look at the other question too. Although I think that's that's pretty explicit uh, in the statute, but, but we'll look at that too.
4: There's also supposed to be a fee charged, or you can charge a fee for this? like a
2: registration
4: fee? Can
2: I personally, <laughs> well, I, we well, I don't it's think we should. A, we charge our businesses a lot of
4: fees for a lot of
2: well, stuff. Well, it's going be an additional cost for us to to have. Well, once it
4: really gets, gets in place. How do
1: we or, know the yearly rentals though?
4: Well, they get COs. They should have COs. All
3: right, so any other questions on where we're right now or are we good to go
0: for this one? Another thing for
4: the building department. There's no you know, do, uh, Make a recommendation to make the people, uh,
8: I'm uh, sorry. Policy. Whether the these quietly small
4: operations people have uh, one person running his business out of the house, but he may be issuing reports or information. To people that's found to be an error, and there's
3: a liability factor with that. Because you cover every form of business, no matter how small. And I guess year,
1: it goes back to, back to the definition, I guess. Right. We have to figure right. out what that is. Got it. Yeah. Yeah. We'd hate to have, like, a you know, wedding photographer. Right? I don't know, but it It's,
2: showing, it's mm. ridiculous. We
1: have people that have their businesses here, but they're really, really not businesses. They, they, they're somewhere else. I I do I don't think that's
0: what he I think so. We do have one uh, resolution, a simple one where I'm going each badge through a library full, that's And uh, now, we do have the executive session this morning and uh, for litigation and negotiation. Uh, I don't know if anybody left in the crowd but this is gonna be the end of the public portion of the meeting and so uh, with that being said, we may like to make a motion and permit
3: Mayor, just if I could, could I give a very quick update on Cannabis Committee? Okay, this will be really quick. So, Cannabis Committee, uh, we're off to a good start. Uh, We launched on August 5th. That was the first meeting that the committee held. We've held three meetings since then. And if you remember, we had a five-pronged strategy we wanted to take on this to make sure we had a comprehensive view. Uh, The first was public input sessions. We held them last week on the 7th and 8th of September. We had a really good turnout at both days, a combination between public, in the room, people online, and emails, we got over 100 inputs, so that was very helpful to us. Um, Last night, we held a business input session. This also had a very good turnout, we had a total of both business people and public people at that meeting. We had about 37 folks, which was, again, a good turnout, a very robust discussion. Uh, the third problem of this is we are meeting with first responders, so we'll set that up for this afternoon or this morning, right after this workshop, we'll be meeting with EMS and with the police department. Um, one of the other elements we wanted to do was meet with neighboring towns that have already implemented cannabis, uh, recreational cannabis in their towns. We have the first of those tomorrow, actually, the committee is meeting with uh, folks in Neptune. Um, and then lastly, interested cannabis businesses, those that have expressed interest and would like to be considered, we'll schedule meetings with them and we look to have them done by the end of the month. All of that is leading to a point that we expect the committee to wrap up sort of its input review process. By the end of the month, we're gonna take the first week of October. The committee, which is Kevin, John, and myself, we're gonna integrate that information and prepare a report and a recommendation to the the council. And Chris, if possible, would like to request time on the 13th October workshop in the public session that we can report out the committee, can report out its findings and recommendations and then what we'd like to do also, if possible, is on the evening of the 18th, we would like to once again brief the public findings and at that meeting ask the mayor and council uh, if they're in support of the recommendation that's coming from the committee or if they'd like to take a different path. So good progress. We've actually accelerated the timelines. We planned on doing it in about 60 days. We hope to get it done in 45. And I would say the level of participation, turnout, and comments has been outstanding. Anything you guys want to add? Mm-hmm.
0: All right, thanks, thanks for the update. I appreciate it. Um, yeah. All right, so with that said, we can make a motion to enter the closed session. So moved.
3: Second. All right. I'll start with Cooper. Yes. Cooper. Yeah.
0: Yes. He moved. Is
4: Booker on there?
0: Um, yeah. All right, thank Motion to sure.
6: sure. 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 sure.